Welcome to Road to the Draft. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as we do every week this time of year, we are telling you all the things the Bucks have done recently and how that might impact what they do or don't do in the draft, all of the news, all of the mocks, everyone's favorite time of year for the prognosticating. Yeah. And we know you guarantee to get it right. Isn't that right? Well, I, I highlight about 18 different players. That's a good way to do it. Hopefully get one of them. This is a good strategy <laughs> you have here. So I know that this last week we got to see that the Bucks officially signed a new running back. So tell us what you think that could mean in terms of do they draft a running back still? Does that take care of that yeah. position? You know, this, the road to the draft is a long one. And today we're going to take a little bit of a detour. Um, if you've been following the mock drafts and there's endless number of them out there. For the first couple of months, you saw the Bucks paired with cornerbacks a lot, right? Because people assumed we were going to lose Jamal Dean. Mm -hmm. Then we re-signed Jamal Dean, get him back, but crucially, released Donovan Smith. So now you see a lot of the mock drafts pairing us with the tackle, especially in this last week, the most prominent player you see is Darnell Wright of Tennessee, which we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. But the way mock drafts generally go, and I've done them myself, is you look at a team, you see their perceived needs, and you match it with the best prospect at that position. That's not really as, it doesn't really go as clean as that in real life. You don't know exactly what the Buccaneers or any other team's motivations are. So today, let's talk about some guys that maybe are a little bit more of a long shot based on positional value or how deep that position is in the draft. And I would start where you started at running back. I have seen some mock drafts that give the Bucks Bijan Robinson of Texas. I don't know if the Bucks are one of these teams that thinks no way am I ever spending another first round pick on a running back or not, but we are talking about the second half of the first round. And Saquon Barkley, the Bijan Robinson is considered the best running back pro prospect since Saquon Barkley, who went second overall in his draft, I think. Maybe not a greatest of idea, but he's a great player. So if you could take a running back, have him, because you take him in the first round, you get that fifth year option, which is big, and you could even franchise them like the Giants did with Saquon. You could spend a first, a second half first round pick on a running back and lock in a really good player for six years. Now that's not necessarily bad value. Right, yeah, I agree with that. And you brought up the idea of bringing back Jamel Dean. I know that the team also is bringing back Cam Gill and Levante David. So those are two other positions yeah. that I think we would have said prior to that signing in particular, hey, the Bucks probably got to draft guys here. Right. How much does this change mm -hmm. that game? What kind of a need do you think we still yeah, have well, at those I'll spots? I'll start with Levante, his position, an off-ball linebacker. The Buccaneers have one of the best duos in the league for the last five years in Devin White and Levante David. However, crucially, neither of those guys was assigned for 2024. It might be time to start looking for the transition. Is Levante going to keep playing? Is Devin White going to resign here or go elsewhere? You don't really know, and it might be a long shot to get them both back. So it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to reload at that position. And a guy they could look at is Drew Sanders of Arkansas, another guy that's kind of a sideline to sideline range guy. Actually does give you a little bit of, of edge rush, as you see right there. So I'm not saying he's Micah Parsons, but that sort of role where he's very good as an off-ball linebacker, but every now and then you can rush him off the edge. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And then how about the idea of the other position. Yeah, the outside linebacker spot, I don't think bringing Cam Gill back changes how much you want at that position. And head coach um, Todd Bowles has said on two occasions since last season ended that the Buccaneers definitely need more production from their edge rush. Good inside with Vita Vea, but you need that to be complemented by the edge rush guys. You know, so of course you're hoping more from Joe Tryanchenka and and Anthony Nelson and so on, who they also resigned. But it doesn't hurt ever hurt to have more guys at that position. And mm -hmm. one guy they could look at in the second half of the first round, after most of the blue chip guys are gone, is Keon White of Georgia Tech. Uh, he's kind of a tweener prospect that I've seen all over the board because he's really, really talented. He measures really well, but he played a lot on the inside for Georgia Tech and really hasn't had a whole lot of 
uh, experience rushing off the edge. So you're projecting a little bit there. So that's why I'm talking about these are maybe a little bit more of a long shot prospect, just because are you satisfied that you are you comfortable with that projection that that can come true? All right, I like it. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Road to the Draft. Again, we'll be back next week to talk about even more potential options in the draft. So we'll see you then.